Welcome to Real Talk with Coach Saima, where I, Coach Saima, have conversations with interesting, inspiring and influential people. Hello and welcome. Today's guest is Shabana from Promising Muslima, a health and fitness coach for women. Welcome Shabana, how are you? Thank you sister, how are you? Alhamdulillah, I'm fine. Alhamdulillah. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're, you're most welcome. And so you're a health and fitness coach. Tell me a bit about what you do. Basically, it's, I started with a journey of improving my health. Over the years, I'd put on a lot of weight. Uh, prior to my wedding, prior to my marriage, my family life, when I was in school, in college, I was very, very fit. I was very sportive. I used to get these medals and championships in sports and regular inter-school competitions. But all along the line, towards in the, between the years, I lost track of my health. And then I really, really put on weight. And I was so upset with that, that simple things like simple chores in the life or even like, you know, reaching to a bus. My children are running faster than me. Right. That really hit me really hard. I said, I need to do something about this. You know, I need to right. get back my health because I, mean, I have a family to take care. I have my health, which is so important. If I'm not healthy, mm. how am I going to take care of my family? How am I going to run around and do all the rest or take care of all the responsibilities? Yeah. So then it started. I started to, uh, slowly and steadily. I started getting back to my health, start going out for short runs. And it was very challenging for me because it, because it has been years that I've not, I've been neglecting myself, but slowly and steadily and a lot of things which were happening. And as you take, as you put in effort, you know, it's Allah's way of helping you out, opening doors for you. He's seeing mm -hmm. you putting in effort for yourself. Yeah. Allah will open up doors for you and it, it, it made me make my efforts much more easier like by giving me opportunities in taking part in competitions and um, pushing myself making me push myself harder so from there I started my journey and then when I started posting my stuff of getting back to health I saw many women many many people getting inspired by that by my efforts and by me getting yes. back to my health mm. then I decided since I was also off work because of some visa issues right. in between so I wanted to mm. use that time and get professionally qualified so that I can start something around that around like you know starting a halal income with right. regards to my passion I mean I think that's the best anything anybody can do you know if you want to do something you need to love love that profession. You, if you love that, uh, yes, I you're, going to, you're going to excel in that. Mm -hmm. So, Alhamdulillah, I started taking small courses. Like I started with Saida Zairi's uh, business course, like a uh, business management course. That was a very, very, very um, helpful for me. Okay. That really gave me a push. Like she, she made us realize, she helped us to start a business from your passion what okay. is your passion and how you can turn that into a business mm -hmm. that really was good for me i started that with allah's help and then after that one course after the another until i reached to i became a personal trainer i talked i took a lot of nutritional courses because i thought that if i am inspiring people let me have a proper knowledge about it so people take me more seriously it's yes, not just you know yeah yeah it started off that you you had um i mean you found that day-to-day -day activities were difficult for you Very. and started um with that intention not so much yeah. to do business but then you yes. found uh that you could turn 
your passion into a business. Yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah. And one more thing, which was, which really, really inspired me. I wanted to know, I wanted to do a business which was halal and which mm. had no restrictions in my religion. So I wanted to find out what is the role of health in our religion. Right. And sister, it was so amazing. And I was so taken back and I was very happy to know that sports was a sunnah, was our sunnah. And it is such an important part of a religion, one of the most fundamental teachings of Islam, which we That's are not taking. Yeah, absolutely. And that was the final push, you know. I said, this, there's no turning back now. So, I mean, you wouldn't have thought so that it's actually really, really uh, like a vital part. I never knew. Part of our religion. I really never knew about this. I was in sports all my life. My parents were so happy. My parents weren't pushing me into sports because it's a part of a religion. I never heard that growing up. I never grew up hearing, oh, health is so important in Islam. You must take part in sports. Okay, it was because of the medals and the certificates and the cups which are coming in at home. And the parents are, obviously, they're very happy. So they are like, okay, go for it. Right. So that's what I think at the moment. Do I... <clears throat> just like my parents i'm the same because i never encourage my children to just stay healthy and fit because keeping the religion as a base of course i mean yeah i mean obviously like uh, you have to be physically fit in order to do complete all our yeah. islamic duties anyway and uh, like you were mentioning yeah. um when it comes to like salah and also i mean uh, one example is when um uh, many years ago when i went on when on hajj and um uh, when you do the tawaf, you have to be physically fit. Oh my God, yes. If you're you not, then like I ended up having cramps. It was, it was okay. really like um, physically uh, yeah. demanding. And so yeah. even our own religion, um, to complete all, all the things that we have to do on a day-to-day -day basis, uh, we need to yeah. keep physically fit. Yeah, so, so is worship is not like just praying and remembering Allah and doing Salah and Hajj and everything. Worship right. is also about taking care of your responsibilities. It's a balance which Allah said you must keep with mm. your family, your work, your health, entertainment, and everything revolves around your health. Yeah. Health is going to take... Health uh, is wealth. Absolutely. It's going to take charge of everything. That's why health is important. And right. then therefore our daily responsibilities also is worship. And so many people, um, they get very um, upset that during Ramadan because they have got a full-time job and they don't get time from home chores. They're not doing, they're not worshipping enough. But I think people should realize that worship is of one part and then taking care of your family and going out and earning a halal income for your family is another part of worship. So you should not get upset because Allah is watching you. You right. are taking care of your family. It's, it's, it's like you're not sitting around and not worshiping, right? Yeah. You are doing no. everything you're doing you are supposed beauty. to do. That's it. And you know, the, when you mentioned about the Hajj part, I've seen so many sisters pre start preparing for Hajj by taking care of their health because they know the Hajj is coming and they have to do a lot of tawaf, a lot of movements. Yeah. So let's start going to gym and start working out. So you yeah. start getting healthy. So it's so much, everything is so connected with mm. health. No, absolutely. I mean, it gives you the energy. It gives you the, uh, the vitality. Um, Not just physical benefits. There's so much mental benefits. Yeah. You sleep better. You are happier. You know, you get that confidence back and you look good. You, you improve your relationships. Your relationship with your spouse, with your children, with your work, you're able to work better. Everything actually revolves around health. That's why it is called health as well.
Yeah. And so, uh, so you, you started training um, as a, a health and fitness coach. Uh, I believe you do some videos. Is that right? I've, I've got a YouTube channel where, where I keep posting out, out my journey and every progress I've made and whatever hurdles I've faced, so many injuries and falls on the road and now how I have got back yeah. on track, how I have recovered with a good mindset. I have and seen a few, you know, posts um, and I have to say that they're very inspirational. Inshallah. Yeah. Okay, I'm so happy. That's one of the things that really keeps me going sometimes. Even if you're a professional, you need to be motivated. You need that motivation every day. It's not that you are healthy and you're muscular and you're very fit. You don't need any more motivation. You do. You do. There are times when you want to just give up. You just don't want to go out today. You just don't want to exercise today. You need those motivations. And this comes from the comments which I get from my uh, from my friends and family about the, my work, about how I'm doing. That big pushes me back again to do Tell better. Tell me a bit more about the actual physical activities you do because I know you do a variety of things. What do you actually do? I started with running. Okay. And I thought that running was everything. Hmm. But during the course of time, as I started getting professional knowledge, I realized how important strength training is for us, especially for women. Especially women above the age of 40, which I am. And I'm very proud to say I'm above 40 at the moment. So... It is so important, strength training, because women, they have got tendency of lose that muscle, uh, bone mass and they are more prone to osteoporosis, right. <clears throat> which, you know, it's breaking and fractures are very common in women at the at older age. And strength training really helps you with that. It makes your bone more, de- more dense and more stronger, prevents you from falling, improves your balance with all of this, which you require during old age. So my training, basically, I've got a whole plan for the week. I've got cardios in there. I've got weight trainings in there. I've got hit training in there. And I've got like long, relaxed run once a week. So it's a mixture of everything. Hit training, what is that? Hit training is a high intensity interval training. It's it's not very long. It can be of 20 minutes. It can be of 15 minutes. But mm-hmm. because it is such a high intensity exercise, mm-hmm. it's as good as one hour of running. Okay. Yeah. So you so lose... It's not the amount of time you spend. No, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a type of exercise you do. It's the a type amount, of exercise. Yeah, That's the intensity you put it into. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So even like sometimes I don't have time to go for, I, I spend time like one to one and a half hours in gym doing my weight training, but sometimes I might miss my gym. So I just cover it up with a 20 minutes hit training, which really okay. makes you sweat out and it also builds muscles because it's so high intensity. So that's an important thing for all those listening. Um, you know, it's not the amount of time you spend; it's the actual type yeah. of exercise. So you can it's fit quality, in effective quality uh, training into your schedule. You don't yeah. need too much time. No, you don't need to. And I really don't believe ten thousand steps in a day is should be counted as a part of your. A lot of people talk about is ten thousand steps taken a day enough? So I don't think okay. you should go, you should keep that in track because you might get discouraged sometimes when you don't get those 10,000 steps in. And it's right. not easy because... What is that? Tell me about that. 10,000 steps the, um, is yeah. like, it's, it's, um, it's considered as a basis of having a general health. It's good for having a, keeping a health generally well, not mm-hmm. in terms of weight loss, but yes, okay. it improves your uh, blood circulation is good your movements are there your joints and bones are like you know it's supple and not tight and not 
not uh, that's the basic painful. that's the, the basic, basic building block of like in terms yeah. of fitness and training it's not so much like for weight loss but it's not, general not health loss. at no. the standard it should be yeah like minimum of 10,000 steps with this with the, but I, I really don't agree like with that right okay why why don't you agree because I, I have an app I've downloaded it um, and I try I don't always get to 10,000 steps sometimes I get to six to eight thousand steps. yeah Movement is very important. I don't say that just do one hour of gym and sit the whole day. That's absolutely wrong. You need to keep moving. Like even if you're sitting in front of the computer and it's about two hours, you should get up. Get up, move around, stretch out a little bit, come back and sit down. So most of the people are counting 10,000 steps as 10,000 steps to in the entire day, which could be like a few steps here and then sitting down for hours and a few steps there like that. That doesn't work. Okay, yeah. if you tell me I've, I've walked, I've done brisk walking of 10,000 steps, that actually counts. That actually okay. counts in giving you proper health benefits in terms of weight loss or calorie loss. Mm -hmm. It should be like one block of continuous more than 20 to 30 minutes of moderate exercise. That's more one, important. One block in, in a specific time period. Yeah. Uh, exercise. Yeah, I'll tell you, it should be, uh, we should at least aim for 30 minutes, five times a week, five days a week at least 30 minutes of moderate intensity exercise. Okay. Yeah, 30 so, minutes. Tell me uh, what other activities you do, because I know you do some other things. What do you do? I go for swimming. Okay. Uh, I try to go for swimming at least once a week. If I might miss it sometimes. I take my children around uh, okay. with me, like half an hour, 45 minutes of a good swim. That really, really makes you feel good after that. You sleep so much better. And I have also come back to my martial arts, which I had left when I was in college. That was 23 years back. And I was doing some kind of karate in college. And then, of course, as family grew and the responsibilities and jobs and everything. But I always had that thing in mind. I really want to do that, start doing that. Sometimes, you know, what happens? Your age comes in and then that makes you discouraged. I said, no, it's, it's been so long. And look at you. You're so old now going back to martial arts. But age is but when I found out, age is but age is just a number, absolutely. And so, just a so number. martial arts, what type of martial arts do you do? Uh, taekwondo. There's an academy just two minutes walk from my home, and I used to see children, you know, going there, and I used to wonder what is it actually. I went and found out, and then it's, I just joined in. I just said, just let me do it. Just let me it's try it. And I joined with very tiny, but and I joined and Alhamdulillah, I moved on from there. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to leave after that because I was, I was getting, I was improving and I was getting awards also, like a I student of the year, I've, and because of my determination. Yeah, I have tried. Um, <laughs> Very long time yeah. ago, I did one or two sessions of karate, but I was absolutely exhausted after that. So is it similar to karate, mm. taekwondo? Yes, it is. It is, yeah. Okay. It is but is it self-defense? It is self-defense. It's self-defense. And I think, it, I think every girl, every woman should go for it. it because it's, it's really, very important, especially for Muslim women. I don't know if I should say this or not, but because of all these uh, Islamophobia around, yeah, I think actually, Muslim women particularly should talk should about go that. for that's a good uh, point because mm. obviously because of recent events and um, Islamophobia on the rise uh, that's a really important point that you know we need to be prepared 
uh, when we go out there. Yeah, my kids, yeah, my kids, they don't feel safe at all in London. They don't feel safe at all because they keep hearing things on attacks on Muslims. And right. So, yeah, it's difficult, but you have to be prepared. You have to uh, make yourself, uh, you know, mm-hmm. strong enough to face these situations because these can be happening anywhere in the world. It's not just London. So you can expect these type of things anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you need to be prepared. Um, but um, yeah, so so self-defense and also having like um, personal alarms on us, I think this is something that uh, uh, we need to take precautions now. But uh, uh, moving on to like, um, you, you do have, uh, you sell hijabs. So tell me about that. Yeah, I sell hijabs. This is one of the companies, a Dutch company. It's called Capsters. I've been wearing it for the past five, six years. And I think that's, I've tried many hijabs. And I think this is one of the best in terms of the material, in terms of comfort and safety. That's more important because most women, uh, they uh, don't go into sports because, you know, they have to wear the long hijab and that comes in the way and all the pins and everything. But this doesn't have a problem. It's not there with capsters. It's very safe to use. It's just uh, just one one piece and it's very comfortable. It's got a mesh-like material which is breathable. The air can pass through. I have this video on the, I've done this uh, video on uh, Capsters review. It's on my website and mm-hmm. detailed instructions on Capsters, what it's like to wear and if you want, you can have a look at that. Sure. And I've got my web, website is there with hijab. But right now hijab, I've got more stocks coming in and there's some issue with the website shop. So I'm trying to get that resolved by next week it will be running again yeah so this capsters company is very interesting i'd like to mention this the owner of this cindy she i think she's married to a muslim person and she was inspired to make this hijab because she came to know about a dutch girl who was not allowed to participate in school sport because she was wearing a hijab then she wanted to help her out and she fought a case in the court and she won and then okay. she designed this scarf, this hijab. Yeah, and then and now it's so famous. I mean, it's, it's really, really good. They sell it for all different types of sports. They even have got short ones and the long ones, different colors for it's, different weather, climatic conditions. Yeah, I mean, for, for those listening, I mean, this is really good for like, especially in schools where they do have an, a bit of an issue sometimes when you do sports, uh, when the girls do sports at school uh, with hijab on. So yeah. this would be a good um, alternative um, where they can remain wearing hijab during their sporting activities because they're not all, they're some, some are in mixed yeah. uh, comprehensives and uh, mixed schools. So that, that would be an idea because I remember when I was yeah. at school and that was a few years ago, uh, not too many years ago. <laughs> um, but... Um, Mm-hmm. No, they, they didn't like the fact that uh, we wore hijab, especially during um, sporting activities due to the due to the health hazards. And so this health is health hazards and safety issues. Yeah, yes, safety issues. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, there. Are, how many in terms of like uh, our own Asian community? How many women do actually take part in sports? Is it is it something that? Um, um, I was doing a research on this. Uh, because I realized looking around me, not many Muslim women are out there in the gym or running outside. I have not seen, I think I'm the only one running outside on the road in my area with hijab on. So when I try to uh, 
you know go back on the teachings of Islam about health and everything. Yeah. I was wondering why there are not enough Muslim women out there, even in international sports levels. Now they are coming up. They are mm-hmm. they have fought their way to hijab bans and everything. Now mm-hmm. they are seeing Muslim women seen out there, and they are winning Olympic gold medals and bronze medals, everything. Good. But on an individual level, on a society as a society on as a whole, I don't see much Muslim women as healthy as they should be according to the religion, according to the research, England sports uh, calculation. Less than one, less than one in five Muslim women, they actually participate in physical activities. That's less than once a week. Okay. So that's really alarming. That's low. Yeah, that's very, very low. That's really, really alarming. And it's not just UK I'm talking about. I'm talking about the Muslim countries. Muslim countries where the obesity is in, is on the rise. Why? Mm-hmm. Why are they neglecting the sunnah? Why Why are they not taking the sunnah? Well, I think I, 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 um, perhaps it may be, I mean, the, they feel that they can't be out in the public and in, in the, yeah. you know. So one of the reasons is, the cultural barriers you can say uh, mental blocks yes most important i think is the ignorance of right. the knowledge about islam and there's no support from the family and bigger organizations on the whole because i think it's it's us to be blamed because we are not giving our religion as in much importance as we should and going out and tell and letting people know that we cannot actually operate in an in a uh, men and women environment together. We need a separate sp- space. We need a right. special provision, special mm-hmm. facilities. Yeah. Then only because there are halal shops everywhere in UK. Why? Because they know we don't eat uh, food which is not halal. Right? We stress on halal so much. That's why. Why don't we st- stress on these type of things like act- physical activities? I mean, some, some gyms in the UK they do have a uh, separate some, facilities yeah. for women, separate room. Yeah, which but is very cool. few in my area. Right. In the entire, I think Peckham, entire southeast, there are very very few. Except for I think in East London, in Whitechapel, there is one woman okay. gym is there, and that's not accessible for everybody coming from various, sure. you know, far off places. So they are left with no other choice than to just actually go in there, yeah. find a suitable time where there is less crowd, you right. know, and go there and work out. You touched on the, uh, uh, it is cultural conditioning to, to an extent, but it's also like a mental block. It's, it's we kind of limit ourselves. We impose these limitations on ourselves. Um, Absolutely. And they're based on, on what? Basically, um, false ideologies of, of how women should be behave perhaps or um that kind yeah. of cultural conditioning yeah they think i think i think they are take they are giving a different uh, explanation for hijab hijab doesn't mean make yourself keep yourself secluded in a in a in a you know in a place and you cannot go out hijab right. doesn't actually prevent you from doing anything women are there out there in every profession working okay. with men right as long as you're clothed properly, you maintain your modesty in terms of clothing, your behavior, there should be nothing actually stopping you from going out and taking care of your health. Islam is a very big example. We have, there, are, there have been women who have been out in the war fields fighting with men. There is, I have read about it. And Rasulullah actually was uh, having a conversation with one of the women 
asking her, you are out there in front of the men fighting with them, fighting, you know, with the enemy. So these are examples there. Women, they accompanied men during the times of war, mm. helping them out with water and AIDS and everything. And, and actually also pushing them back into fighting when those, there were some men who wanted to escape the war <laughs> field, you know. Yeah. So that's so, really interesting. So the women have been out there right yeah. from the beginning. Mm. So, so uh, actually, it's that, that's, that's it. It's lack of knowledge, right. lack of discussion mm. at home, and I also believe uh, in, in the family, we are to be blamed. Our elders are to be blamed because we haven't actually got proper knowledge. But now at the age where YouTube and technology has advanced so much, there are, I came to know so much about my religion through YouTube, listening to okay. speakers like Sheikh Numan Ali Khan, Sheikh Yasir Qadi, Sheikh Umar Sulaiman. They are brilliant. They have really opened my eyes about my religion. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, I was referring to all the speakers online on YouTube where people do watch them so seriously. They really love their work. They should include more of health topics in their uh, discussions and in their khutbas. Right. In masjids, Friday, Friday mosques like Friday khutbas, why not in Islamic schools, Sunday schools. Health should be one of the important topics that should be included because we've got so much, so many references from Hadith and from Sunnah, from the books we are reading. And we have got genuine references out there that we should be taking care of our health seriously. Why not? You are raising money for so many causes, for so many charity work. Why not raise money to have a gym for women in your area? Good point. We can do all that if you want. Mm. Yeah. And we just need to spread the word and we can just let the, the word out there, make it like, let them know that it is so important. Yeah. I mean, as long as, long as we're fully covered, there's no reason why we can't take part no. in, 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 in kind of activities. Yeah. No, that's absolutely right. Um, Muslim countries are sending their uh, women out there in Olympics and they are winning medals. Wow. But they're all covered. They're all covered. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Interestingly, I, there yes. is a sorry, sister. There, there is an Iranian sprinter. You know, she runs really fast. Uh, she has won a gold medal in 2012 Asian Indoor Games. If you see that picture, I can't show it. She is fully covered, head to toe, mm -hmm. and the one and she has beaten everybody, everybody other uh, uh, from other nationalities who are barely wearing anything. So it's actually <laughs> your clothing also does not affect your performance. People yes. are wearing less because they think that a five step performance that they will do better if they wear less but look at this it's such a good example you're full clothed and you have beaten everybody is it amazing it's, it's not clothing which stops you. so clothing is it it doesn't stop you um it's actually just it's all in the mind yeah it's so interesting and it's such a beautiful religion and we just don't don't know everything about it wonderful no, no, you're absolutely right. Um, so, I mean, tell me um, if someone wants to get in touch with you and find out where your videos are and how to get hold of some of your hijabs. Yeah, they can always um, email me at promisingmuslima@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Okay. And um, they can also contact me through my website, website contact page, promisingmuslima.com. So promisingmuslima.com, you can get hold of Shabana. Um, so it's wonderful speaking with you. 
about lots of different topics, the importance of health and fitness and uh, uh, the things that we could do or the things that are not being done um, that we should be yeah. um, And if you don't have access to gyms in your area, you have got a TV, inshallah you do, and a, a living room or a bedroom with a six right. foot by six foot space. Just switch on the TV, go on the YouTube. We've got loads of videos out there for different types of exercises. Yeah. Start with one and then just progress on that. I've got so many videos myself on there. And mm -hmm. you know, for those sisters, in fact, in fact, I wanted to make this purely halal because when I was making these videos and I was posting them out, I yes. got a lot of criticisms about the music I was using. Okay. Then I went and did some research about the music part and I realized that yes, all music are not allowed in Islam. So mm -hmm. what? And there are, and when I started speaking to sisters, there were so many of them who were avoiding these type of classes, group exercises classes for Zumba and step workout because of the music. I thought that was really, really sad because then I, then I tried to make a way out of it. I said, I need to find out a way so that this type of because music is actually important in a in a in an aerobic kind of a workout. Mm -hmm. It you know it helps you maintain that rhythm and the intensity, especially. Mm -hmm. So you need to have that med uh, the music to guide you. So I got a, a special music composed by one of the composers, and I got a music made which actually includes nothing but the drums okay. and some body sounds like claps and clicks nice. and foot stomps. I think I posted that video also. Yeah. So that one video is out and you can just, you can use that video for your exercises and, and you should not be feeling guilty. That should not yeah. be feeling guilty at all yeah. by for doing that exercise. And I will be inshallah in starting my video, my step workouts in my area in Pekin, in a community okay. center after Eid inshallah, because I'm, I'm working on, still working on it and I, Amzan will be very soon. So I need to yeah. take some time and do it after Eid. Okay. So that this was a big challenge for me. I said, no, but I need to do this. But this worked. Thank God. Alhamdulillah. I tell you, it will make a big difference in a lot of people's lives. Uh, so thank yeah. you for all the work that you do. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Look at your videos too. Um, but um, okay, well, um, we'll leave it there. And uh, inshallah, if anyone wants to get in touch with Shabana, it's uh, promisingmuslima.com. And yes. um, uh, thank you very much, Shabana, for coming thank on the you, show. Sister. This is Coach Saima signing out. Remember, visit my website, www.saimajanaja.com or on Facebook and Instagram, Coach Saima.